Blog Talk Radio. Nature to associations of any kind. 
In Hager's paper, he discusses the fact that professional associations indirectly replaced community organizations in the years after World War II. Given that it has been 70 years since the end of the war, would it really be such a surprise if professional associations had peaked and were on their way out? As I switch over to the Hager audio so that you can hear more directly from him, focus on his discussion of public versus private motivations and think about the differences in how the multiple generations in the workplace today would prioritize them as motivational forces. Let's listen. Well, I try to tap into a long debate about why people might choose to join and actively work in their associations. The debate is between these private motivations and public motivations. Private motivations are the what's in it for me. Is this going to help me advance my career? Is this going to give me programming that will help in my personal development? Private incentives can be very powerful motivators, and some people say that they're really all that matter. Public incentives, on the other hand, are the what does this association do to advance all of us? Like, does my association help raise understanding of issues relevant to my field? And does it lobby on behalf of issues that are public concern? Those kinds of things. So my main question is what kinds of incentives, public, private, a mixture of these things, might help us understand member engagement with people's professional associations? What did you find out from this research? Well, the results weren't totally straightforward, so I invite people to go take a close look at the paper if they're really interested in the details. But generally, I looked separately at the engineering associations and at the healthcare associations to see the relationships between these motivations and these different types of engagement. And for the engineering associations, the public incentives were more important than private incentives in getting members to donate money beyond their membership fees. Neither public nor private incentives helped us understand whether engineering association members were engaged in the activities of the association or not. However, the data suggests the members who value the career opportunities that their association brings were much less likely to volunteer their time to the association's happening. So that was sort of a surprising finding. That said, both public and private incentives are related to feelings of commitment to these engineering associations that I studied. In the healthcare associations, it was the private incentives that motivate the charitable contributions and not the public ones. So a real difference there between the healthcare and the engineering associations. Volunteerism is not generally explained by either the public or the private incentives there, although volunteers do seem to value the leadership experience that the association brings to them and are put off by information about field developments. Unlike the engineering associations, commitment to the association is not explained by these kinds of private incentives. So one of the main takeaways emphasizes these differences between professional associations and just these two fields that I studied. I really caution about making sweeping generalizations across professional associations generally. At a high level, people are incented to join professional associations for either private, meaning individual, or public, meaning collective, reasons. If you read Hager's paper, you learn that it is important to connect a person's reasons for joining an association with the activities available to them once they are on board. So if I join an association because I want to be part of a group of like-minded colleagues working to forward collective goals and interests, and all of the activities they make available to me are individual in nature, I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to disengage. This is particularly important as professional associations in procurement and otherwise look to adjust what they provide to meet the wants and needs of younger workers. 
Millennials may not see the value of a certification, since they are less likely than their more experienced counterparts to commit to a career in procurement. As a result, even something more generally applicable, like a direct graduate degree in business, is more desirable. Even ISM CEO Thomas Derry, in an interview here with John, acknowledged this shift. Quote, within 10 years, three-quarters of the workforce in the United States, certainly around the globe, will be in the millennial generation, the folks born from 1980 onward. That is just a stunning change to the nature of the workforce as it is currently made up today. We need to reach out to these young people and introduce them to the fascinating career in procurement and supply management and explain how strategic it is to corporations and the personal benefits of a career in the field. If we don't do it, we will be missing out on one of the most significant demographic changes industry has faced in the last 50 years." End quote. Those certifications are an example of the private incentives described by Hager, and they are one of the primary offerings associated with our professional associations. The engineering associations he included in his research were highly focused on licensing and certifications, while the healthcare associations were more focused on advancing rather than enforcing beneficial practices in the field. If getting a technical certification is not a motivation for millennials to join and engage in an association, and it is important to point out that there's a vast difference between joining and engaging, the certification-based professional associations are going to have to alter their core value proposition in order to attract new members and ensure their own legacy. What might get younger workers interested, however, is the opportunity to take collective action to advance the procurement profession as a whole or to increase the impact of initiatives such as supplier diversity or sustainability. These public or collective incentives allow them to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And before you dismiss this point in the face of some criticism that millennials are too self-absorbed to care for anything that does not impact them directly, that gets pulled in here too. As Hager wrote in the paper, quote, public goods need not always be exclusively for others, however. De Tocqueville popularizes the notion of enlightened self-interest, where individuals work for a common good so that they themselves can benefit from it, end quote. What are the applications for the research of Hager and for others in procurement associations? So in my opinion, being able to answer this question requires associations to ask people why they did not join and then take those answers to heart. If our associations want to survive the coming shift, it will be necessary to ensure alignment between why newer members consider joining and then what they do once they are in. They must also consider the implications of the relative importance of private versus public incentives and how that needs to change the business model. If they do take that change to heart, they may have to revise revenue streams that are associated with purely private incentives such as certifications. Associations will likely have to make a difficult choice between their prior sources of revenue and a model that emphasizes activism rather than established corporate hierarchy and headquarters. Research backing or not, this is just a theory, and I would be interested in dissenting opinions. Am I wrong about millennials and their waning interest in professional associations? Is there an alternate explanation for the current financial shape of ISM and SIPs? You can reach me directly on Twitter, at Buyers Meet Point, or on LinkedIn, 
or by visiting buyersmeetingpoint.com. Join me again next week for a Procurement Perspective podcast on the topics and trends facing our profession today. Thank you.